Hi, I am Eli Aringay from On Faith and Fatherhood and welcome to my podcast. Through this podcast, I will be sharing my insights on parenting, homeschooling, family, and faith. It is my belief that family is God's instrument to carry on His commands and decrees from one generation to the next. And as parents, it is our duty to raise obedient and God-fearing children. Everyone else is doing it, so must I. This is one of the most dangerous statements that proliferates nowadays. Such a statement blurs the lines of morality and uh, twists any standard of right or wrong. Everything now depends on what the majority thinks is correct. And the prevalent thinking is if many believe it, then it must be right. If many are doing it, then it must be acceptable. May I warn you though that the view that quote-unquote majority wins may be plausible in uh, political exercises, but definitely not in the moral and spiritual arena. Majority wins in elections because this basically reflects the will of the people. This is politically and uh, constitutionally true, but this is not how spirituality and morality works. Spiritual standard is never a game of numbers. Moral values are not established by Practices as they are anchored on certain spiritual standards. If we will, however, try to incorporate the principle of majority wins on one hand with spiritual and moral principles, all that we will have is a society that does not have any conviction or any sets of convictions. Right and wrong can now vary from time to time. In a world that gives every individual the leeway to define right and wrong will definitely be characterized by chaos and confusion. Our children is now facing a generation that believes in the necessity of going with the flow. As they say, if you want to belong, then go with the flow. If you want to flourish, go with the flow. If you want to have a sense of security, go with the flow. And the tendencies of our culture uh, are a result of this perspective. And what is this perspective? You have to go with the flow. Biblical parenting requires a radical call of going against the flow. Whether you admit it or not, every generation heads towards a particular direction. And the direction is usually dependent on the preferences of the people in a particular generation. You see, Western culture has divided periods of time into different eras and uh, generations. And these divisions uh, mainly refer to years and year of birth, such as you have what we call as baby boomers or those born from 1946 or after the Second World War until 1964. Then you have Generation C or Generation X or those born in 1965 to 1979. Then you also have the millennials, 
Then you also have generation Y and then generation Z. And other countries either adopts the same um, divisions or with um, slight or minor variance. However, these generational definitions um, do not merely pertain to the year or, or period of birth. These divisions are uh, largely due to the disparity and differences in the major cultural, political, and economic influences between those periods. Every generation in every society observe cultural practices and displays preferences that are different from another generation. I remember of a time several years ago when wearing loose jeans was fashionable. Yet, we are now in a period wherein wearing skinny jeans is the hot item. Once upon a time, mobile phones were all about making calls and uh, sending text messages. R right now, we have mobile phones who, which does the work of high-end computers, not only for calls or text messages, but to efficiently send emails, browse the internet, and even facilitate video calls. Such is the quote-unquote progress that the world is creating. And almost every year, Innovations are being introduced to suit the tastes and desires of the people of the world. Technological advances are made not only for the sake of economic progress, but to literally make our lives comfortable according to how we wish it to be comfortable. The bottom line is that society changes with the passing of time. Influences and interests change. We normally equate change as progress. We even consider generational changes as a measurement of economic development. While it may be partly true, it is not all good. Economic development, societal prosperity, and the uh, cultural evolution may create, indeed create, a comfortable life for us. But we must not conclude that it is always a positive thing. You know, a downside of all these progresses, I submit, are moral degradation and spiritual decay. And as societies turn their focus on temporal satisfaction, our values and convictions have become vulnerable to compromises. The pursuit of personal satisfaction becomes now becomes the main goal. We can no longer see a higher purpose beyond our desire to be satisfied and to be fulfilled. And on this account, parents must realize that they are in a battle. We parents must realize that we are in a battle, though we may not know it. And what is this battle all about? You know, the attraction to raise selfish and self-centered children has never been this strong. As a matter of fact, the first victims of this tendency to be selfish and self-centered are, guess who? Us, parents. Thus, it is our duty to safeguard our children from the negative influences of our culture. 
The question now is how must we do it? The answer is our children must be taught with standards that are unchangeable. We must instill in them convictions that cannot be modified by the passing of time. Uh, and, and this is what we call as, quote-unquote, truth. Truth remains the same all throughout. The mathematical truth that 1 plus 1 is equals 2 is the same from the day I was born until today. You see, truth is not flexible. Truth is even a hard pill to swallow for most, especially if it targets our comfort, our convenience, and our lifestyle. But truth is something that we must teach our children about. Why? You know, because as time goes by, the significance of truth is gradually and even intentionally being eroded by generations. It is hard to admit, but this is now the direction of our generation. Truth is no longer objective nowadays. Truth has become subjective. Truth is no longer absolute, but can be subject to preferences. Tolerance and conformity have now become the norm. And this is the flow of our culture. This is the flow of, of our society. This is, this is the flow of the world. Our children must stand firmly on truth and on certain standards to avoid being swept by the current of this flow. And at times, our children must go against the flow. Society no longer imposed absolutes and standards on many areas of our lives. This includes subjects such as gender, sex, faith, family, and marriage. I do not know about you, but I do not find it comfortable, especially for my children, you see, personally, I can live with opposing views on the subjects that I mentioned because I am resolved to stand on certain convictions without necessarily casting judgment on anyone. However, my concern is with respect to my children. We have to realize that if we do not teach our children about what is true, they can easily be swept with the false beliefs of the world. They will be vulnerable to conform with the practices of the world. They will be unable to filter reality for the purpose of distinguishing truth from falsity. And we have to be mindful that teaching truth to our children will spare them from being deceived. The question is, how? How can we instill truth to our children? Or maybe the better question is how to know truth? Where to know truth? And I personally submit that the truth, the truth can be found in God's Word, the Bible. More correctly, um, I think we could say that God's Word is truth. It is truth in itself. Our standard for life and faith must be gauged by what the Bible says. And this is what we need to tell our children about.
we need to teach them of standards. And this, this, these standards are contained in God's Word. Our children's perspectives must be in consonance with the standards set forth in the Bible. Life practices must conform with the standards as taught in the Bible. This is not being legalistic, but this is about living in truth. No parents would like their children to live in a lie. And I'm not only referring to blatant and evident lie. Because most of the time, the most dangerous lies are those that are that couch themselves in truth. So our children must be trained to accurately spot lies and deceptions that even just a hint of those lies will alarm them to avoid it. So, the first step to is to direct our children to God's Word. Tell them that whatever the Bible says, it should be their standard. If we will teach our children about God, we have to point them to His Word. Teaching our children about Jesus cannot be separated from teaching them about the Bible. Jesus said that He is the truth, the way, and the life. That is in John 14.6. And the same Bible tells us that Jesus is the Word. That's in John 1.1. Jesus is the truth, and this truth is the Word. Teaching our kids about Jesus is to teach them about the truth. To teach them about the truth is to refer them to the Word. We have to train our children to read and study the Bible. But of course, reading the Bible takes time and requires discipline. Hence, we must start training them for this at the earliest possible time, say, during the formative years. Not only must we teach them to read, teach our children to read, and study the Bible, but we must also help them meditate and meditate on and obey God's Word. The Bible is not merely for intellectual consumption. It is meant to be lived out. Our children must be trained to obey God's Word. We have to help them conform to an absolute and uh, unchanging standard. We need to teach them to observe a standard that is fixed and not merely subject to preferences of a particular generation. And as our children live in accordance to the standards in set forth in God's Word, they will not be easily swayed by the distorted beliefs and views of the society. The Bible says that believers must not conformed to the ways of the world. And we can read that in Romans 12, chapter 12, verse, verse 2, wherein it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And this must be the mindset of our children. They must be firmly grounded on true convictions. 
they must never go with the flow of the world without regard to truth. They must live according to standards. They must, if necessary, go against the flow of the culture if there are practices that are opposed to those standards. Living like the world does is not what God wants for our children. God desires that our children lives for a purpose that He Himself made for them. And this purpose was set even before our children were conceived. You see, going with the flow of the world blurs the vision of our children to see this purpose. On the contrary, going against the flow of the world because on account of established standards will enable our children to serve their God-given purposes. Nevertheless, this is not automatically acknowledged by our children. So this is where biblical parenting is required. Parents must not cower from the call of biblical parenting. We have to train our children to conform with the standards of the Bible rather than to conform with the world. We have to help them, our children, have a renewed mind so that they will not merely accept what the world tells them. We must point them to the direction of discovering God's will that it is that is good acceptable and perfect instead of them living according to their whims and caprices basically according to their own wills so the challenge for parents is we have to raise our children to go against the flow at times and when our children are trained to oppose the current of our culture, we can be at peace knowing that our children will live righteously and approved by God. So that's it for today's episode. Till next time.